by making up for lost time. Yesterday Today, bringing you the best of yesterday's radio today. I'm your host, Jake Westbrook, and with me is your other host, McLean Westbrook. Uh, McLean? I was I was just thinking of something snarky to say about my introduction, but you didn't really give me anything to work with. Uh, what? Well, that's how we open the show every week. A little banter inspired by your weird introductions, but you just said, your host, McLean Westbrook. What am I supposed to do with that? I hitherto was not aware that you were planning to complain about my introductions every week. That... Well, no, it didn't start like that. The first couple times I was legitimately confused by some of your introductions. Then it kind of became our, our thing, so I started playing into it a little bit. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't actually that upset about, you know, when you gave my name an Irish pronunciation for St. Patrick's Day, or, or when you gave me the characteristics of a bunny rabbit for Easter... I was uh, playing a bit of a character, you see? Uh, character, huh? Yeah, yeah, just a little, little something to get the audience kind of into the show. Grab their attention at the start by a little tension between the hosts. I took a screenwriting class once, and I learned that every scene should have tension between speaking characters. It's what drives the story forward. In the- <laughs> All right, man, I didn't know it was so important to you to play this character. Okay, well, anyway, um... Yeah, I'm Jake Westbrook, and with me is your, uh, overly theatrical co-host, McLean Westbrook. That's the stupidest introduction I've ever heard in my life. Great. Well, with that out of the way, I... Out of the way, man! Wide load! Coming through! Wide load! Sydney, what? Why? Don't... Why are you pushing your janitor cart through here? We're recording. Hey, when was the last time these microphones were mopped, anyway? Don't you dare, Sydney. Yeah, okay, okay. You almost splashed your mop bucket on the equipment. What, what are you up to, anyway? Yeah, what's the janitorial emergency? Oh, no emergency. At least not a big one. You, you can remain calm. But it just so happens that we find ourselves in the very midst of spring, gentlemen, in, in case you weren't aware. I am acutely aware. Jake brings up the season every single week. Yeah, I just keep the show topical. People like hearing about warmer weather coming, blossoming flowers, birds singing. Accumulating dust, disease and bacteria festering on filthy surfaces, clutter piling up and creating hazards that can cost you your home, or worse, your life. What? I think I heard that on an insurance commercial once, but spring cleaning, gentlemen, that's what I'm talking about. Now is the time. We've gotten used to being cooped up all winter long and living with our mess, but now's the time, now's the time. It's time to sweep those floors, time to clear those attics, beat those rugs, take down those shutters, dust those dust bunnies. It's great to see you diving into spring cleaning, Sydney. Great janitorial job, but... Whoa, 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 whoa. You think I just came in here to deliver a stirring speech? (laughs) No. This is a group project, man. We're a team. We've all got to be involved in this spring cleaning or it'll never get done. Come on, chop, chop, let's go. You want us to help clean the building? Well, of course. I already have Mondo outside. He's washing the windows. Everybody's got to pitch in for this. We all live here. No, we work here. We don't live... What do you want us to do? Well, this is your studio, isn't it? Take all the pride in your workplace. Come on, dust off the tabletops. Disinfect that keyboard. Come on, come on. Okay, Sydney, okay, all right. 
Well, with spring cleaning in mind, that seems like it's a uh, suitable subject for today's show, I suppose. So, while we're tidying up around here, I think it'd be good to do it to the tune of some uh, some Tommy Dorsey music, actually. I have a few records of his here, so I think I'll spin those up. Hey, Sydney, where are you going? Oh, I'm going up to the attic to clean that out. You wouldn't believe the mess up there. I didn't know we had an attic in this building. <laughs> well, you wouldn't know it with how cluttered it is. Practically unusable. But don't worry, man. I'm going up there to reclaim it. Tommy Forth! Fantastic. Anyway, Tommy Dorsey and his orchestra.
could see In his trailer he's a traveling Romeo He can steal a kiss in Reno And a heart in Bowling Green What it takes to do on Vino He can do on gasoline He's a lover Undercover Stops at Lulu's on his way to visit Flo He's a flaming torch on every porch From Jersey to Mexico He's a gypsy from Poughkeepsie A traveling Romeo Back in Brooklyn, I always thought that I would like to be a cowboy because I love to see him in the moving pictures, up riding and the shooting away. And so as I grew up, I saved a lot of money. I bought a saddle and I bought a buck and bronco. I said goodbye to all the fellas back in Brooklyn and went to Arizona one day. But I'll tell you, part I've worked so hard and everybody played so rough. That they always had me waiting on the table, sweeping out the table and stuff. And so I sold my saddle and my buck and bronco. And you won't ever catch me near another cowboy. Cause I can always see him in the moving pictures of riding and the shooting away. Okay. 
but I belong in Brooklyn, hanging round the drugstore, rounding up the sodas all day.
leap in the wind, love may fall before you. Like a leap in the wind, love may fly away. So if my lips no longer thrill, and you find other lips that will, I know there's nothing I can do to make you stay. Like a flame in the rain, love like ours may vanish. Like a fool in a dream, why do I give in? Caught in your embrace, I see my faith there face to face. Because I'm caught in your spell like a leaf in the wind, like a leaf in the
You shout. Let me in there. Well, all right then. When it hits you, you holler. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. This is yesterday, today. We're in the midst of a little spring cleaning here in the studio. I just finished dusting behind our computer monitors there. You know, maybe Sidney had a point about his whole spring cleaning kick. Some of those dust bunnies look like they've been around for a few generations. Yeah, no kidding. Hey, uh, you want to clean off the soundboard there? I was going to, but I figured I'd wait until after we finished recording. No, you just dust it off right now. It's fine. I mean, okay. I, uh, might have hit one or two of the buttons there. Yeah, so I heard. I didn't realize we had so many uh, sound effects there queued up on the machine. Yeah, I've been trying to get the station managers to let us do a morning zoo DJ show, but they seem against the idea. Eh, it's not exactly the style for this, uh, for this station. All right, man, how are things going down here? Well, not the worst. Uh, I think we got things mostly taken care of. We've just dusted around the monitors and the desk here. Hmm. You know, it's about time you two started caring about the condition of this place. Yeah. How's, uh, how's the attic coming along? Oh, fantastically, thank you for asking. Maybe it's just a bunch of junk up there, but after plugging away most of the day, I think I got the situation pretty much handled. Just what kind of junk is up there, anyway? Yeah, any, uh, cool old antiques up there? I know, th- I know this building's pretty old. I know what, uh... No, 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 nothing like that. Just a bunch of dirt and dust. <laughs> Stuff's been piling up there for years. I swear, there's feet of it. Feet of d- dust? Yeah, feet of it. Look, I have some of it outside the door here. I'll show you here. Look, look at this stuff. Sydney, that, that's the fiberglass insulation from the crawl space. Sydney, put that down. That stuff can be dangerous. Oh, really? Well, good thing I've been removing it. No, no, it's dangerous because you've been removing the particles get into the air. We better open a window to let some ventilation in here. Yeah, good idea. I'll, um, um, where's the window? You're standing right next to it. No, this is an open hole in the wall. There used to be a window here. The window is gone. Oh, uh, I, I had Mondo cleaning the windows. Um, are you sure you didn't just do a really good job? No, Cindy, the window's gone. Look, I can put my hand right through the hole. Oh! Oh, there's Mondo out there. He's on the sidewalk. Mondo, hey! Oh, hi, ho Oh, just, uh, just enjoying the lovely spring weather out here. We heard a birdie earlier, but we couldn't catch him. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, Mondo, do you know what happened to the windows? Uh, no, me not really a computer guy. No, Mondo, no. I mean, you, you were washing the windows, the glass. Oh, yeah, yeah, so the little guy, uh, Sidney, he wanted uh, me to clean them, so we figured we could just, uh, take them all out and then run them to the washing machine, or, well, they wouldn't fit in that, so we figured we could take them downtown to the car wash, but, uh, me, but me, me hates to be the one to tell you this, me, me really do, but, uh... They all broke? Oh, good, we don't have to tell you then. Ugh. 
Well, that's just fantastic. Sydney, your spring cleaning campaign isn't exactly going to plan. Hey, I said we'd get rid of all the unnecessary clutter, didn't I? Who needs excess insulation or windows or coffee mugs? Excess coffee mugs? Yeah, I might have dropped one in the break room earlier. Uh-huh, great. Well, while we continue stripping this place down to a bare-bones operation, let's get to the second half of the show. Got an episode of Jack Benny involving a little spring cleaning around the Benny house. So, here you go. The Lucky Strike Program, starring Jack Benny, with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day, and yours truly, Don Wilson. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, as you all know, this is the first week of spring. So, let's go out to Jack Benny's home in Beverly Hills, where we find Rochester doing the spring cleaning. The vacuum's going, the dust is blowing, cause Benny's house must be clean. He doesn't really want his house clean, just makes me work because he's mean. Rochester. The dirt may linger, won't lift his finger, all day in bed he reclines. But then in bed he has to recline, he isn't really 39. Rochester. Oh, 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 hello, boss. Hello, hello. Hello, boss. <laughs> hello, Polly. <clears throat> well, Rochester, I'm glad to see you're doing the spring cleaning. The house looks... Rochester, where are those pretty lace curtains we had on the windows? Those were cobwebs. I brushed them off. <laughs> well, if the house is that dusty, it's your fault. No, it isn't, boss. I could clean the house in no time if I could use the feather duster. The feather duster? Well, why don't you use it? It's spring at this time of year. Polly falls in love with it. Oh. Rochester, you're imagining things. No, boss, she even talks to it. Polly talks to the feather duster? Yeah, this morning she stuck her head out of the cage and said, don't just stand there in the corner, come up and see me sometime. Look. I even had to put the duster in her cage to keep her happy. Now that's ridiculous. Now go get it out of the cage and clean up the room. Well... Okay. Hello, Polly. I'm sorry, but I have to take the duster. Now, let go of it. The sky is blue, the night is cold. Let go, let go, Polly. I gotta get the duster. The moon is old, but love is old. Let go. This eager heart of mine is singing. There, I got it. Lover, come back to me. <laughs> Rochester, now that you got the feather duster, clean the chandelier. I tried to, boss, but I can't reach it. Well, I'll do it. Now, bend down, and I'll stand on your back. Huh? Go on, bend down. Like this? Yeah, bend down a little more. That's good. Now, let me get up on your back. Easy. Hold it. <clears throat> there. Okay, Rochester, hold still now while I dust the chan... Coming! Coming! Rochester! Ooh. Hello, Rochester. Oh, hello, Miss Livingston. Come on in. Thanks. I just came over to... Oh, hello, Phil. I didn't know you were here. <laughs> That's Mr. Benny lying on the floor. <laughs> Jack, what happened? Nothing, nothing. 
Anyway, Mary, I meant to call you. We aren't going to be able to rehearse today because I have something very important to do. Well, I'm glad I came over anyway. I got a letter from my mother, and I wanted you to hear it. A letter from your mother, eh? Well, what does the Ali Khan of Plainfield have to say? <laughs> Just a minute, I'll read it to you. Okay. <clears throat> my darling daughter, Mary, just a few lines to let you know that everybody in the family is feeling fine except Susie, our cow. The cow? She's been sick for the past two uh, months now, and your father wishes she would get well so he can have his side of the bed back. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry our cow is sick, but she certainly makes the room look better. I've always wanted an early American bed, so as long as she's lying on her back, I'm using her forelegs to hold up a canopy. <laughs> Leave it to your mother. Of course, it isn't easy milking the cow in this position. <laughs> you have to squeeze harder than usual because you're fighting gravity. <laughs> Gee, where do you put the bucket? <laughs> Quiet, Jack. However, your father doesn't know his own strength. This morning, he squeezed so hard, the milk shot up, ripped through the canopy, and roped Honest John on the ceiling. <laughs> now, that's silly. Your mother... Your, I don't know. Your mother is just silly. You know, Mary, we've had a very long winter, but we knew it was coming. Because on February 2nd, when the groundhog came out of his hole... He saw your sister, babe, and ran back in again. I knew she could do it. <laughs> no other news, but tell Jack we're going to see the picture he produced, The Lucky Stiff, at the Earl Theater in Philadelphia next week. Well. That is, we'll go to Philadelphia if the cow gets well. We haven't got a car, you know. <laughs> Much love, Mama. You know, Mary, I'm proud of that picture. Claire Trevor was in it, and she just won an Academy Award. Come in! Oh, oh, hello, Dennis. Congratulate me, Mr. Benny. Congratulate me. Congratulate you? My aunt wow. won an Academy Award. Your aunt? Yeah, she went to the hospital last week, and yesterday she came home with little Oscar. <laughs> oh, you mean your aunt had a baby and they named it Oscar? Hey, your uncle must be very proud. Is it their first child? No, they have six, and three more are on the way. What? Three more children are on the way? Yeah, they're coming by bus from Fresno. <laughs> oh. Oh, then they have nine children now. That's right. Five boys and three girls. Well, that's very... Wait a minute. Five boys and three girls? Dennis, that's only eight. One of them got on the wrong bus. <laughs> Oh, for heaven's sake. Look, Dennis. Well, say, Mr. Benny, are we going to rehearse today? No, kid, because I have to leave in a little while. Anyway, while you're here, let me listen to the song you're going to do on the program. Oh, okay. Again, this couldn't happen again. This is that once-in-a-lifetime This is the thrill divine What's more, this never happened before Oh, I have prayed for a lifetime 
that such as you would suddenly be mine, mine to hold as I'm holding you now, and yet never so near, mine to have when the now and the here disappear. Doesn't happen again. We'll have this moment forever, but never, never again. Mine to hold as I'm holding you now, and yet never so near. Mine to have. When the now and the here disappear, what matters, dear, for when this doesn't happen again? We'll have this moment forever, but never, never Very good song, Dennis. Uh, what's the title of it? Again. Oh. Oh, again. I'm dedicating it to my aunt. <laughs> oh, good, good. Say, Jack, as long as we're not going to have rehearsal today, I think that I'll run along. Come in. Hiya, Jackson. Hello, Livy, you specimen of what a young man's fancy turns to. <laughs> Hello, Phil. Hiya, Phil. Say, I told you rehearsal was called off. What are you doing here? Well, look, Jackson, I started out to do some shopping in Beverly Hills, and I left home without a dime. So would you cash this check for me? Well, I don't know if I can, Phil. How much is the check for? I don't know. Read it. Alice made it out. <laughs> oh. Here. Phil, Alice made this check out for $100. Yeah, I was a good boy all week. <laughs> What are you going to buy, Phil? Well, I want to get 50 feet of copper coils for my car. Uh, copper coils for your car? I'm putting in draft beer. <laughs> oh, fine. Draft beer. Yeah. I'll have the only hydromatic with a head on it. <laughs> oh, Harris, you ought to put some Blue Jay on your tongue. It's so carny. You <laughs> You can say that again, Wanga. <laughs> well, look, Yonkel, how about it? Can you cash my check for me? Well, I'm sorry, Phil. I, I haven't got that much money on me. Uh, uh, Phil, if you want a loan of a few dollars, I can help you out. Nah, that ain't necessary, Livy. I'll forget about the shopping. All I'll do is go get myself a haircut. I thought you said you were broke. Can't get a haircut without any money. Jackson, they cut my hair just for the thrill of it. <laughs> What a hammy guy. You know, Jack, Phil has a right to be conceited. He always looks so nice. Look at the way his clothes fit him, and look at his socks. They're bright without being loud. I'm glad you like them, Livy. Alice knitted them for me. 
They're gargoyle. That's our guy. <laughs> well, our, a gargoyle is something ugly. Well, they ain't gonna hang these in the art museum. <laughs> so long, straight man. See you again, Liv, you pretty thing. <laughs> Bye, Phil. Goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> Say, Mary, it looks like it might rain. Gee, look at that dark cloud hiding the sun. That's a shadow. Don Wilson's coming up the walk. Oh, yes. Hi, Phil. Where are you going? Down to get a haircut. I'd save you a curl, but they're all promised. <laughs> hey, Don! Don! Right with you, Jack. Come on, boys. Say, Don, I told you over the phone we weren't going to rehearse today. Why'd you bring the quartet over? Well, Jack, there's something the sportsmen want me to talk to you about. The Sportsman Quartet? What is it? Well, they've been with you now for four years, and uh, they came over to ask you for a raise. Oh, they have, eh? Uh, Jack, I'm gonna leave. <laughs> Why? I can't stand the sight of blood. <laughs> Mary, there isn't gonna be any bloodshed. Don, uh, how much of a raise do the boys want? I'll ask them. How much do you want, boys? Mm. No, boys, I don't think he'll go that high. I don't know about that either. Mm. Well, I, I don't know. Mm. Uh, we'll talk about that one, Don. <laughs> that sounds reasonable. Well, thanks, Jack. Now, what kind of a number have they got prepared for the program? Well, since this is the first week of spring, the boys have something appropriate for this time of year. For spring? Good, good. Now, let... Uh, hold it a minute, fellas. Hello? Hello, Jack. This is Ozzie Nelson. Oh, hello, Ozzie. Uh, Jack, I just called to tell you that next week, Harriet and I are going to start doing our program on CBS. Well, well, I'm glad to hear that, Ozzie. Uh, what day are you going to be on? Uh, a Sunday. Well, I think that's... Sunday? Ozzie? Ozzie? Yes? Uh, what time on Sunday? Right ahead of yours. Phew. For a minute, I... For a minute, I thought I was going to have to sue somebody. <laughs> what a relief. Yeah? Hello? Hello, huh? Hello? Hello? Is that you on the extension, Harriet? Yes, Ozzie. Up, I've got to make a phone call. But Harriet, I'm talking to... I don't care who you're talking to. I've got to find out where our laundry hasn't come back yet. Well, I've got him on the phone now. Ask him. <laughs> uh, I was, uh, I was going to call you about that, Harriet. Oh, hello, Jack. Hello. Hello, Harriet. I was going to call you about the laundry. There'll be a little delay because I scorched your underwear. <laughs> My underwear? Yes, the ones with the lace. Oh, those are Aussies. <laughs> Oh, then the H stands for his. I thought it was Harriet. <laughs> uh, Jack, since Harriet brought up the subject, uh, I'd like to make a complaint. What is it, Ozzie? We're always open for suggestions, you know. Well, uh, Jack, you've been putting a little too much starch in our underwear. Too, uh, too much starch? Yes, you see, we don't mind it on Sundays because we have to stand up at the microphones anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, but on weekdays, we like to relax. 
Oh, oh, well, then I'll... I'll try to cut down on the starch. I wish you would. Every time Ozzy sits down, it sounds like he's cracking his knuckles. <laughs> well, I'll take care of it. And congratulations on coming over to CBS. I'll be listening to your first show next Sunday. Well, thanks, Jack. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Rochester, a little less starch than the Nelson's laundry. And uh, say, Don, why is the quartet standing there with their mouths open? Well, just before the phone rang, you told them to sing. Oh, yes, yes, that spring song. Go ahead, fellas. Let's hear it. The flowers that bloom in the spring, tra-la, the flowers that bloom in the spring. As we merrily dance and we sing, tra-la, we welcome the hope that they bring, tra-la, of a summer of roses and wine, of a summer of roses and wine. But it's not of the flowers that we want to sing, cause they can't compare with this message we bring. <laughs> tobacco that grows in the spring, tra-la, tobacco that grows in the spring. It grows in Kentucky, tra-la, tra-la. It's put in a lucky tra-la, tra-la. So if you're feeling low or you're tense, gents, to light up a lucky makes sense. And that's what we mean when we say that a thing is welcome as flowers that bloom in the spring. That was very good, boys, very good, but you'll have to excuse me now, fellas, uh, I have to leave, I'm taking the Beverly Hills Beavers out on a hike. Oh, where are you going, Jack? Oh, out in the woods camping, and, well, you know, the kids will get a big kick out of it. Gee, I'm kind of late now. I better get my knapsack and hurry. Gee, fellas, I hope Mr. Benny gets here soon. Me too. I'd be afraid to go on this hike and sleep out overnight if Mr. Benny wasn't going to be with us. Yeah. We may run into a mountain lion or a wildcat. I wonder if Mr. Benny will bring a rifle along. Nah, if he can't whip it with his bare hands, bullets won't help. <laughs> yeah. Remember how he told us how he used to wrestle alligators for a living till the Humane Society made him stop? <laughs> Well, I still think we'd have more fun if we went without him. Look, Butch, you're a new member in the Beavers. You don't know how helpful Mr. Benny is. That's right. Remember our last hike, fellas? When Mr. Benny showed us how to trap that little animal with a white stripe down its back? <laughs> yeah. And then we didn't have another meeting for the next six months. <laughs> I don't care what you fellas say. I think Mr. Benny is one of the best beavers in the club. Well, if he's such a loyal beaver, how come he didn't attend our meeting last Thursday night? That wasn't his fault. He had to go to the Academy Awards. For what? He wasn't going to get nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. I heard my mother and father talking about the Academy Awards. And my mother knew Jane Wyman was going to win it for Johnny Belinda. 
And she didn't even talk in the picture. Well, what? My father said that if Mr. Benny would keep his mouth shut, he might win something, too. <laughs> Butch. Butch, as president of the Beavers, I find you two cents for that remark. Find my old man. He said it. <laughs> Well, hello, fellas. Hello, hello Brother Beaver. <laughs> you know, I'm uh, looking forward to this hike. I love the great outdoors, fishing and hunting. You know, hunting used to be one of my favorite sports. I bagged some big game in my time. Gee, Mr. Benny, did you ever hunt bear? Why, yes, Stevie. Uh... <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Ask me that again, Stevie. Did you ever hunt bear? No, he wore his red flannels. Now let's get going. <laughs> All right, beavers fall into formation. Forward, march. Hop, 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 four. We've been hiking for two hours now, fellas. Anyone feel tired? Not me, Mr. Benny. Well, I'm okay. I feel fine. Well, well, I'm beginning to feel a little tired. Would you like to stop for a rest, Joey? No, I'll be all right if you'll carry your own knapsack. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. Now, let's stop here a minute. There's a pebble in my shoe that's bothering me. Okay, beavers. At ease. I'll sit down here on this rock and take off my shoe. There. Uh, dues from the last meeting. I'll be with you in a minute, kid, as soon as I pick up the money and put my shoes back on. Hey, Stevie. What? This guy would drive a pickpocket crazy. <laughs> All right, beavers, let's move along. Hey, look, fellas, why don't we camp near this stream? Yeah, but it looks much nicer on the other side. All right, the stream is only about six feet wide. We can all jump it, can't we, beavers? Sure! sure. I'll go first. You made it, Stevie. Now you go, Joey. Good boy. Now you, Cliff. Nice jump. Now you, Butch. Fine. Now here I go. <laughs> hey, fellas, how about camping on this side of the street? <laughs> huh? Not. Step back and give me room when I land. Here goes. One, two, three. <laughs> I made it. I made it. Yeah, but your hair didn't. <laughs> what? Hey, look at Elaine. 
there, fellas. It looks like a squirrel that didn't need all winter. <laughs> Never mind, Butch. Now look, Beavers, let's all put up our pup tents. Then after dinner, we'll sit around the campfire in our pajamas, and I'll tell you a story. And there, there I was alone in this lion-infested African jungle. My plight was desperate. I had no weapons. But I wasn't afraid. It was dark and ominously quiet. Then suddenly, behind me, I heard a... Yipe! <laughs> Stevie, stop popping your gum! I'm sorry, Mr. Benny. I was excited. I want to hear how you got out of it. So do I, but I'm not popping my gum. Now, where was I? In the African jungle. Oh, yes. When I heard a twig snap, I whirled around, and there I stood face to face with a Bengal tiger. So I Wait went... Wait a minute, Mr. Benny. Huh? There ain't no Bengal tigers in Africa. Not usually, no. But this tiger won two glorious weeks on a quiz program. <laughs> <laughs> they also painted his jungle inside and out. <laughs> Now, look, boys, you've all been up a half hour later than you should, so I'll finish my story tomorrow. I think we should all get into our pup tents and go to sleep. Okay. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm sleepy, too. I'm not tired. I don't want to go to sleep yet. What's the matter, Joey? Is there anything wrong? This is the first time I ever stayed away from home all night. I'm scared. But, Joey, there's nothing to be scared of. I'm here. I don't care. I'm scared anyway. Can I sleep in your tent with you, Mr. No, I'll be in the tent next to you. Come on now, you gotta be brave. How do you ever expect to grow up and be president of the United States? Who wants to be president? Your wife won't even let you wear a bathing suit. <laughs> well, that's not so important. Now, come on, Beavers. I want you all to go to bed, and I'll see you in the morning. Okay. Good night, Mr. Benny. Good night, Joey, and don't be frightened. I won't. Good night, fellow Beavers. Good night, Mr. Benny. Now, let's see. Ah, this is my tent right here. Ah, gee, it's good to lie down. The hike sure tired me out. Uh... <laughs> What's that? Must be a coyote. There's no wolves around here. I don't think. Hmm. Move over, Joey. I'm coming in with you. <laughs> I don't want you to be frightened. Good night. Good night, Mr. Benny. How'd you like my imitation of a coyote? <laughs> oh, was that you? Thank goodness. I mean, good night. <laughs> good night, Joey. Jack, we'll be back in just a moment, but first... Feeling tense. These eight words are common sense. Smoke a lucky. The beat level best. Smoke a lucky to be your level best. Yes, 
Yes, Lucky's Fine Tobacco picks you up when you're low, calms you down when you're tense, puts you on the right level to feel and do your level best. That's why it's so important for you to select and smoke the cigarette of fine tobacco, Lucky Strike. Remember, L-S-M-F-T, L-S-M-F-T. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. No wonder more independent tobacco experts, auctioneers, buyers, and warehousemen smoke Lucky Strike regularly than the next two leading brands combined. Yes, Luckies are the overwhelming choice of the men who really know tobacco. So when you choose your cigarette, remember that Luckies Fine Tobacco picks you up when you're low, calms you down when you're tense, puts you on the right level to feel your best and do your best. Smoke a Lucky to be your level best. Yes, that's how to get on the Lucky level. Next time you buy cigarettes, ask for a carton of Lucky Strike. Smoke a Lucky to be your level best. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. All right, welcome back to Yesterday Today. Uh, we're, uh, we're wrapping up our spring cleaning episode as uh, as we... Uh, as, as we freeze to death after Sydney spring cleaned the insulation and windows to the building away. Yeah, it's a pretty good summation. Uh, it's not not quite uh, 80 degrees and sunny out there yet. You only got rid of the insulation. Mondo was the one that destroyed all the windows in the building. Yeah, under your stellar leadership, of course. Well, this wouldn't have happened if we'd been taking care of the building to begin with. You gotta sweep up throughout the year, dust things off every now and then, you know, mop up spills when you see them. Sydney, that's literally your job. You're the janitor, Sydney. How? I hadn't thought of it that way. Shrewd thinking. Hmm. Well, what's the big deal about losing insulation and some windows? A couple bucks, you can have those put back in in an afternoon or three or four, yeah. All right, um, let's get out of here before it gets any colder. I'm going to go sit in my car and turn the heater on. If you want more Yesterday Today, visit KISU.org or wherever you get your tidy, dust-free, clean podcasts. Just stood there and looked at you as the violins played. A new thrill, we were both so afraid. But the moon and the melody seemed to come to our aid. Heaven in a rose-colored light And the music seemed to be saying I'm yours tonight Your heart pulled And I gladly obeyed In the spell of a new moon And an old seraph 